Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This is an NBC News special report. Here's Kristen Welker. Good morning. We are coming on the air with breaking news. Officials in Lewiston, Maine, are about to give an update on the mass shooting that killed 18 people and injured 60 and the all-out manhunt for the shooter, considered armed and very dangerous. Let's listen in. Being here, you may notice my voice is a little hoarse uh, after working through the night. As you all know, uh, last night, Locals, counties, state, and federal law enforcement officers from around the state of Maine responded to reports of an active shooter at several locations in Lewiston, including Spare Time Recreation and Shemangi's Bar and Grill. These law enforcement officers, in the face of danger, responded swiftly, selflessly, and with great bravery. Bravery that they continue to demonstrate today as they search tirelessly for a person of interest in connection with last night's events. On behalf of all Maine people, I express my deep gratitude for your response and for your continued service. I also do so for Maine's hospitals and other medical emergency responses, responders. I'm profoundly saddened to stand before you today to report that 18 people lost their lives and 13 people injured in last night's attacks. In memory of those we lost and in honor of those who were injured, President Biden and I have ordered all U.S. flags and state of Maine flags to be lowered to half staff immediately for the next five days. Maine State Police have issued a shelter-in-place order for Lewiston, Lisbon, and Bowdoin as the manhunt for that person of interest, Robert Card of Bowdoin, continues. I will let law enforcement speak to the ongoing manhunt and to their investigation, but Mr. Card is considered armed and dangerous and police advise that Maine people should not approach him under any circumstances. I continue to strongly urge Maine people to follow the direction of state and local law enforcement amid this ever-changing situation. Please, if you see anything suspicious, please call 911. There are still many things we don't yet know about these attacks, but the full weight of my administration is behind law enforcement's efforts to capture the person of interest, Robert Card, to hold whoever is responsible for this atrocity accountable under the full force of state and federal law, and to seek full justice for the victims and their families. 
we are, we cannot, and we will not rest in this endeavor. My administration is co coordinating closely with local, regional, and federal officials to respond to this shooting. I have spoken twice with President Biden. I've spoken with Vice President Harris, Secretary of Homeland Security Mayorkas, <clears throat> and Secretary of Health and Human Services Becerra, all of whom have called me last night to express the Biden administration's full and unwavering support and to offer any and all help that we, the people of Maine, might, might require. The governors of our neighboring New England states and of other states have contacted me to offer aid, and I am sincerely grateful for their friendship and support. We've been in touch with every member of the main congressional delegation, all of whom have offered their full support, for which I am also grateful. <clears throat> I also spoke with Mayor Carl Shaleen and Auburn Mayor uh, excuse me, Jason Levesque last night to re reiterate that we are standing by them and that we are ready to provide any help people in these communities need and to deploy all available state resources, including grief counselors and other mental health services. We need to help our communities heal. If you or a person you love need someone to talk to during this difficult time, please call or text 988 for free and confidential counseling, 988. Look, Lewiston is a special place. It's a close-knit community with a long history of hard work, of persistence, of faith, of opening its big heart to people everywhere. Lewiston is where I worked for years. It's where I met and married my husband and where our girls went to school. I love this place just as I love our whole state <clears throat> with my entire heart. I'm so deeply saddened, as is every one of the 1.3 million people of this, this beautiful state. This city did not deserve this terrible assault on its citizens, on its peace of mind, <clears throat> on its sense of security. No city does, no state, no people. No words can truly <clears throat> or fully measure the grief of Maine people today. Our small state of just 1.3 million people has long been known as one of the safest states in the nation. This attack strikes at the very heart of who we are and the values we hold dear for this precious place we call home. All Maine people are sharing in the sorrow of the families who lost loved ones last night. <clears throat> loved ones, normal people who were killed or injured while unwinding from a day of work or while spending time with their family and friends, socializing. So on behalf of the 1.3 million people of the whole state of Maine, I hold these families and this city in my heart today. I know that the people of Lewiston are enduring immeasurable pain. I wish I could take that pain off your hearts, off your shoulders, but I promise you this, 
we will all help you carry that grief. I ask many people to join me in offering our comfort to the families and friends who have lost someone and in offering our prayers for swift recovery for those who are healing in Maine's hospitals today. This is a dark day for Maine. I know it's hard for us to think about healing when our hearts are broken. But I want every person in Maine to know that we will heal together. We are strong. We are resilient. We are a very caring people. In the days and weeks ahead, we will need to lean on those qualities more than ever before. As we move forward, struggling as we may, let us wrap our arms around one another and offer comfort and solace and love. I know the Maine State Police will continue to release information to the public as we confirm it and information about any steps that the public might take to support the people of Lewiston at this time. May God bless the people of Lewiston and bless the memories of those we have lost. Thank you. I'm going to turn it over to Commissioner Sasha. Thank you very much, Governor. Uh, we certainly appreciate your support. The city of Lewiston does, uh, the state of Maine, and certainly our first responders. We feel that uh, love uh, every day. Uh, and thank you very much for that. I, I would also say that we want to say thank you to a really a large number of other elected officials across our state, whether that's uh, the federal delegation, uh, local elected officials, uh, and many others uh, that are part of organizations or law enforcement agencies uh, that truly wanted to join us uh, today at this particular press event uh, and wanted to speak on behalf of their communities. Uh, and as the governor had mentioned and uh, everybody else will reiterate, uh, our reality for today is that this, this suspect is still that large. And we want to provide uh, community support uh, for the victims, for the families, uh, in the communities uh, across the state. Uh, but we also have an incredibly strong laser-like focus on bringing this suspect into custody and ultimately to justice. So because of that mission for this particular event and today's activities, uh, we're keeping uh, the list of speakers and the agenda pretty tight. Uh, and that will include uh, next uh, up at the podium would be uh, Chief Dave St. Pierre uh, from the city of Lewiston. Uh, and some other members of his command staff are present. Uh, what I will say to the city of Lewiston, and you know this because you feel it every day, uh, but you're lucky to have uh, a chief like uh, Chief uh, St. Pierre and his entire law enforcement agency. Uh, from every level, those officers uh, put their heart and their soul on the line on behalf of their community uh, last night and into today. And they're doing it for the right reasons. They do it because they care. Uh, so the city of Lewiston and truly our co-responder family across the state of Maine is lucky uh, to, have, to have Dave and his team uh, in the mix uh, with us. Uh, and we're also going to hear from Colonel William Ross from the Maine State Police. Uh, and Bill will highlight some of the timeline uh, things that you're probably uh, uh, concerned about and certainly interested in from a story perspective. Uh, so the colonel will come up and speak to that. And we'll also have uh, Jody Cohen, and Jody is the special agent in charge for the FBI out of the Boston field office. Uh, 
Uh, and Jody will highlight some of those federal partnerships and some of the things that our federal partners are bringing to the table, bringing to bear to help us uh, with this investigation. Uh, we also have a bunch of people here. Uh, once you start naming people, you're going to have a problem because you're going to forget somebody or screw something up. But uh, I would also tell you that a couple of our other federal partners are here. Uh, Kevin Neal, uh, he was the U.S. Marshal for the District of Maine. We also have James Ferguson. Uh, and Jim is the special agent in charge from the ATF uh, for the Boston Field Division. Uh, they are heavily invested with staff along with the FBI, uh, and we can't thank them enough uh, for all that they're doing on behalf of our state. I would also tell you that uh, we are going to close with a, a brief Q&A, uh, and we're going to try to get some of those questions out there. We appreciate your time, your patience, your professionalism, your partnership at getting this information out. Uh, I would think that those questions are going to be brief uh, because, again, we do have a suspect at large, and while you can help us with that, we also need to get back to our teams to push forward on that. So with that in mind, uh, I will be back up to the podium to kind of steer that a little bit. Uh, but for starters, I would like uh, Chief St. Pierre to join us. Thank you. Thank you, Director Sashuk, um, and welcome media, media partners, um, and thank you, Governor Mills, for those kind words. Uh, I'm going to keep this short. Um, what I would like the very most is to express our deepest sympathies to the families and friends of the victims in, of this heinous crime. This is truly a, tra tra a tragedy that goes beyond comprehension. I'm confident in our community that our community has and will continue to come together throughout this endeavor to bring this to a successful conclusion. Although difficult, I do ask the public to continue to be mindful of their own personal safety and also that they be patient with the process as much as possible. There is extensive work and attention to detail that goes into such a large-scale investigation. I'm confident in the expertise and professionalism of our investigators and all law enforcement officials that are currently involved. This is an all-hands-on-deck approach. We have a great deal of collaboration and resources that have been made available to us. There are far too many to name individually, uh, but I think uh, Director Sasha uh, named quite a few appropriately. Um, there are far too many, as I stated, but they are all appreciated more than you know. I want to thank all of our brave men and women of the Lewiston Police Department, Fire Department staff, medical personnel, first responders of any kind that have gone, that came from far and wide and have come together and continue to work tirelessly in bringing the situation to an end. We hope to locate and hold the person accountable. Um, I think you'll hear next from uh, the state police who is uh, taking the lead in this investigation, although that we are working hand in hand with them. I think uh, Colonel Ross will be able to fill you in on a little bit more. Thank you, Chief. Um, First and foremost, this is an ongoing homicide investigation and search for the person that is responsible for it. We're in the early stages of this investigation, and uh, I just want to let you know we will have updates. We'll be putting some type of a schedule out uh, later on. But again, early stages of a homicide investigation, we want to be careful that we're doing things correctly. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, I'm going to give you a, a bit of a timeline here to kind of fill in some of the blanks and give you some of the facts of, as we know them right now. Um, a lot of this information will then be transferred to the Attorney General's office as they will be the lead prosecutor, uh, again, in any homicide investigation. Last night, uh, October 25th at approximately 6.56 p.m., 
the Auburn Communications Center received a 911 call of a male shooting in just in time or the spare time um, recreation center uh, in the town of Lewiston, located at 24 Mollison Way in Lewiston. Shortly after that, at about 7.08 p.m., the Communications Center received multiple 911 calls about an active shooter inside of a Schmenji's Billiards at 553 Lincoln Street in the town of Lewiston. A large law enforcement response from multiple surrounding agencies assisted the Lewiston Police Department in trying to identify uh, who this individual was and what was happening. As you can imagine, this was a very fast-paced, uh, fast-moving, very fluid scene, very dangerous scene that these guys and girls were going into. 18 people are now deceased uh, at this time. The victims at the just-in-time establishment, seven people are deceased there, one female and six males, all from an apparent gunshot wound. Victims at the Schmegley's Billiards, eight are deceased. Seven males inside the establishment, one male outside of the establishment. Again, also apparent gunshot wounds. Set multiple people were transferred to area hospitals, Central Maine Medical Center, St. Mary's, and Maine Medical Center. Three people that were transferred to those hospitals uh, are deceased, for a total of 18 people deceased at this time. The investigation uh, into the person responsible for this identified a vehicle located at the Pajebscot boat landing in Lisbon. That person, through the registration of that vehicle, was identified, that's been stated earlier, as a Robert Card, born in 1983. Um, several of the deceased have been identified, and their families next of kin have been notified. Uh, approximately eight people at this point have been identified. Ten people, ten of these victims, still need to be identified at this time. Um, currently, there is an arrest warrant for eight counts of murder for Mr. Card. Um, and the reason it's eight counts, because ten people have not yet been identified. As those people are identified, uh, the counts will probably go to the total of 18. Um, he should be considered armed and dangerous. Based on our investigation, we believe this is someone that should not be approached. This is someone that should be, um, if you come into any contact with this individual or someone that you think looks like this individual, you were to call 911 and I'll provide some tip line numbers uh, at the conclusion of, of, of my briefing. Lewiston Police Department, federal, state, county, and other local municipalities are involved in a coordinated search at this moment for this individual. So there's the ongoing investigation and there's a search to apprehend this person. Both happen simultaneously. I can't stress this enough. This is an ongoing investigation in the early stages. More information will come out uh, in conjunction with the, the Attorney General's office as the lead prosecutor. Um, we can't share all of our information right now, and I'm sure you understand that. I'm going to give out two numbers that go to a tip line. Um, 911 is also appropriate for this, but if anyone can call these two numbers, this would go to the state police tip line. Area code 
207-509-9002. And we'll be sending something out later that has that information in it if uh, you weren't able to grab that now. Again, uh, this is a very fluid situation. We have a lot of resources, as Chief St. Pierre uh, had mentioned earlier, that are on the ground uh, in a coordinated effort to apprehend this individual. Um, we've notified the Department of Education and they have determined what they're going to do with the schools. A lot of schools, area schools, were shut down today based on our conversation with them. Again, as more information comes in, we'll be providing it to you. Um, thank you for your time. This is a very difficult time for, I think, the, the, the community of Lewiston, difficult time for obviously the, the, the victims' families. And it's, a vic it's a tough time for law enforcement. It was a rough night last night. Um, but uh, we're committed to bringing, the, you know, whoever's responsible this to justice. And again, we are currently looking for Mr. Card right now, someone that we'd like to apprehend. Thank you. Thank you, Colonel. And FBI Special Agent in Charge, Cohen, if you could join me, please. Thank you. My name is Jody Cohen. I'm the special agent in charge of FBI Boston Division, which covers the state of Maine. Our hearts go out to everyone who is impacted as a result of the senseless violence. <clears throat> the FBI is working hand in hand with our law enforcement partners. Our evidence returns team is here processing the ex very extensive scenes. We are providing investigative and tactical support, as well as our victim specialists are working with those affected by this tragedy. As this very active investigation continues to unfold, we're asking the public to stay vigilant and come forward with any information that you might have that you feel is helpful to our investigators. My pledge is that the FBI will carry out this investigative case with rigor. We will work day and night alongside our law enforcement partners to get the answers to the questions this community deserves. We thank the public for your continued cooperation and patience as we continue to work this very active investigation. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I would say that uh, the reality here from a resource standpoint is that when we've asked for anything, the answer has been yes, period. Uh, tactical teams, evidence response teams, uh, full-blown investigative units, detective units uh, that have come from multiple states, uh, whether it's the commissioners from uh, Vermont and New Hampshire reaching out to me directly, Massachusetts saying, what do you need, Mike? What can we do for the state of Maine? So we are now prepared uh, to try to take a few questions uh, and keep in mind, again, that we may not be able to answer uh, uh, as in-depth as you would like, and uh, we don't plan on uh, taking a great deal of questions. I think follow-up uh, press events will allow for that. Sir? So I just, no one has really talked about the weapon that was used here, um, AR-15 style, so someone, I hope someone can talk about that. But the other thing here is there are reports that this individual had mental health issues, that he made threats to shoot up. Uh, the National Guard. So clearly there were some signs there that he was on someone's radar. The question becomes, why was he in possession of this weapon? Uh, and, and certainly, why wasn't he stopped uh, sooner? 
Yeah, I think those are all valid questions and certainly questions that we are looking into now, uh, but not questions that we can answer uh, today. Uh, considering that this occurred last night, uh, there's still an active search for the suspect in question. Uh, so I appreciate those questions, but uh, not something we're going to be able to answer right now. Is it something that you're investigating and, and looking into? It is certainly uh, one of those things that we want to follow up on, all why, aspects of that. Go ahead, right here. Yes. Can you give us a sense of the ages of who has died, how many are under 18 and how many are over 18? I'm not sure we have that information with us today. Uh, we wanted to break it down uh, by gender uh, because that's something we had readily available. Uh, we did not break this down into age ranges uh, at all. So yes. About the background of the suspect in this case, or I should say the person of interest, because I noticed the language is very clear. You're saying person of interest, not suspect. So why use that terminology and what can you tell us about his background? Yeah, I think we used person of interest last night uh, for half of the room that was here for that press event. Uh, as the colonel had mentioned, there is now arrest warrants for murder uh, for this particular individual, Mr. Card. Uh, so he is viewed as a suspect and there is a full court press by all of our partners uh, to bring him into custody. What was the second piece of that question? What, what can you tell us about his background? I know Shimba, uh, Shimon had asked a second ago about the idea that you know he had voiced concerns about his own mental health, right? Mm -hmm. Had been committed, according to language in a police bulletin, to a mental health facility for weeks. How could someone that fits that profile still be in possession of semi-automatic weapons? Well, I do think that the statutes around firearms and the possession of those are pretty complex. I know that we'll, we will be reviewing that information as we move forward, but that's not an answer that we're prepared to give today because that leads to motive. You're talking about behavioral health issues and how that impacts this situation. Uh, I would expect you'll hear back from us on that uh, in the future. Right here, sir. Yeah, I, I, I've got a, right a question about we've seen helicopters as far north as uh, Monmouth. Can you tell us anything about what's leading you what's leading you uh, you know that far north of the, the, the scene where you found the car yeah sure so we have law enforcement assets that are deployed over a number of communities doing follow-ups on a number of different things uh, so as you can imagine uh, there's a great deal of search warrants that we're following up on we do have partners that helicopters from the New Hampshire State Police that copter was here last night to assist us as well uh, so whether we have tactical elements out or we're searching an area some of those uh, air assets would be very very valuable for Is us so that's what they're doing we're not going to speak to what brings us to a specific community one way or the other. Yes, ma'am. Identifying the unidentified victims, um, what are people encouraged to do? Is there DNA being you know tested from family members who may have missing loved ones? Like, what is that? What's that approach right now? Yeah, so we did have a, a family uh, a reunification center open last night. We do have behavioral health uh, liaisons that are fully engaged to work with families and work with loved ones uh, and work with victims for that matter. That may be in the hospital and, and uh, seeking treatment. So those things are actively occurring. We are dealing with each one of those situations separately. So do we need DNA on that? Are we just waiting to, to find uh, a loved one, uh, some kind of family member that we can make a notification? I think that varies across the board. I'm gonna take two more questions. I'm gonna take two more right here. I think we're always uh, concerned around motive that you say triggering event that's a motive for us uh, again that's not something we're prepared to discuss uh, today but I do appreciate the question it's clearly something that's important one one additional follow-up from you why these locations why this this bar why this bowling alley was he looking for someone was he looking for something 
I think that does speak to motive, so I appreciate the follow-up, but not something we're going to be prepared to answer today. I'm going to have one more question right here, sir. Right here. Can you say, is, is card, first off, to clarify, were the arrest warrants issued today, and can you say if card is still in the state or even still alive? Well, we're actively searching for him. If I, if I knew the answers to those questions, and uh, this would be a different press conference, I would uh, assume. So uh, we don't know his location, uh, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, and we are working with the Attorney General's office reference to those murder opposites. So, so with that in mind, um, we're, we're done taking questions for now. So we are going to actually take off at this point. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. You have been listening to law enforcement officials in Maine and the governor of Maine give the very latest on the mass shooting there. The governor, Janet Mills, saying, quote, I am profoundly saddened to report that 18 people lost their lives. 13 people have been injured, according to the governor. The governor saying she has spoken with President Biden twice. They have now lowered flags to half staff across the country. She's also spoken to the vice president. The governor saying we cannot and will not rest until justice is served, saying that these attacks have struck at the very heart of, quote, who we are in Lewiston. We also heard from Colonel William Ross of the Maine State Police announcing a detailed timeline of how these horrific events unfolded starting at 6.56 p.m. last night at Spare Time Recreation Center and then another mass shooting at a bar nearby, now saying that they are looking for a suspect, Robert Card. An arrest warrant is out for him for eight counts of murder. He is considered armed and extremely dangerous. A 40-year-old who does have a background with mental health troubles. I do want to go to NBC's Emily Aketa in Lewiston at the bowling alley where one of those shootings took place. Emily, what were your takeaways from listening to that press conference? Hi there, Kristen. Well, just to underscore the point of the massive loss of life in this horrific tragedy, 18 people were killed in this shooting spree, another 13 injured, according to officials at that news conference. And the shooting spree, we're learning, we're getting a better idea of the timeline around how this happened. It started at the bowling alley just uh, down the road there beyond me. We've heard from witnesses who described the chaos and confusion shortly before 7 p.m. last night when shots were ringing out. Uh, one witness described hiding behind bowling pins trying uh, to take cover. We know that seven people were killed at this bowling alley, one female, six males. Shortly later, 911 calls started pouring in from several miles from here at a bar. Uh, authorities revealing eight people were killed there, seven males inside, one male outside, and people were also transferred to hospitals, three people dying in nearby hospitals. Um, one of the things that stood out to me, Kristen, is the uh, how they intensified their language when it came to talking about 40-year-old Robert Card. He is now being referred to as a suspect wanted uh, for murder. They've only been able to identify eight of the victims so far. They're still working to notify uh, next of kin for a lot of those families. Still so many people on the ground here left with unanswered questions. We know uh, it's been a painstaking wait for families who have been nearby uh, at a reunification center hoping for good news from their loved ones. They emphasize that Robert Card should be considered armed and dangerous, and that's why we have seen the shelter 
in place orders expand beyond here in Lewiston, but also to other nearby towns, including where uh, Card is believed to be from several miles away. But going up and down here, I'll tell you, the streets have been pretty quiet. Seems like people are heeding those warnings. Businesses have been closed. Gas stations have been closed. Uh, as this manhunt with hundreds of officers at all levels on the ground continue to ramp up this manhunt, trying to track down this suspected killer. One of the things that the governor had described uh, this shooting spree as is an assault on Maine's peace of mind. Maine is one of the safest uh, states in this entire nation. Just for reference, last year there were 29 homicides across the entire state for the entire year. And just last night, Kristen, we're learning 18 people were killed in a single night. It is a horrifying context, Emily. You could hear the emotion in the governor's voice. She noted she's losing her voice because she has been working the phones, working on trying to find this suspect who is believed to be armed and extremely dangerous. I do want to go now to NBC News investigative correspondent Tom Winter. Tom, let's talk about Robert Card, what we know and what we don't know. Law enforcement officials very hesitant to get into any of the details of his background. But based on our reporting, he's a trained firearms instructor. He was committed to a mental health facility for two weeks during the summer of 2023. During that time, there was information that he recently stated he was hearing voices that he'd made threats to shoot the National Guard base in Saco, Maine. And of course, you just heard there, he is now a suspect, an arrest warrant out for eight counts of murder again because 10 people have not been identified. Tom, what are your key takeaways right now? Well, I'll touch on the fact that 10 people haven't been identified. I'm sure some folks have some questions about it, and it's the very ugly truth of an AR-style rifle fired with a 223 caliber round and that the damage it does to a person can sometimes make identifications difficult. I won't go into further detail, nor do I think I need to. Uh, as far as this individual, Robert Card, you're looking at him on screen. You can see the way that he's holding his gun. Uh, you can see that there's something also around his shoulders, that additional ammo. That's something that law enforcement is looking into just how armed is this individual. According to Commissioner Michael Soshek, who's the head of public safety in Maine, he says, quote, we don't know his location. So right now they are trying to find him. And it is a very difficult place to try to find somebody, given how rural Maine is, in particular this area. It is not a city. Uh, it is an area where somebody could uh, uh, spend some time. It has not been particularly cold. Uh, it's certainly by Maine standards. It's been in the 50s overnight into the upper 40s. So that's, a, uh, that's something that is uh, probably uh, works, unfortunately, in uh, Card's favor. He is uh, somebody who has an active arrest warrant out for him on those eight homicide counts. Uh, as far as his background, you laid it out there, Kristen. This is somebody who appears to have some serious mental health concerns or issues. Uh, I think it's important to keep in mind, folks are going to wonder, well, if he was committed to a mental facility, how could he possibly possess the gun? But Based on our preliminary look of uh, some of the laws in Maine, it's not a situation where they uh, would have been lawfully able to get the gun from them. But as you heard Maine officials say, uh, they're going to continue to look into this to try to figure out a specific timeline about his past. What was specifically said? Were there any tripwires that should have been hit uh, that would have uh, made sure that this person did not possess a gun that could have done the damage that it did? But at this point, uh, it appears that he did not run afoul of the law. But again, we continue to report on that. Something that was not said at the press conference 
conference, Kristen, and that I think is important when we take a step back here for a moment and look at the totality of where we are in the world, given the tensions in the Middle East, uh, given the uh, racial uh, tensions that sometimes uh, occur as a result of the situation at the border because of the Middle East. Uh, every indication that uh, we have, uh, myself and my colleagues, Jonathan Deanst and Andrew Blankstein, is that there is no uh, terrorism component to that. And when we say that, that's based on the definition, the law enforcement definition of terrorism, which is somebody using an ideology to uh, commit, uh, rather committing violence uh, to further an ideology. Uh, there's no indication of that. And then uh, just a few minutes ago, I was told that there's no indication that there was a racial component to this. Uh, most of the victims uh, are white as well, and this individual is identified as white. So that's what we know about his background and the state of play and the investigation, which is very much unfolding, Kristen. Tom Winter, thank you for that. You underscore all of the challenges with the investigation. I do want to say there's a new statement by President Biden on the shooting. I'll just read a brief part of it. He says our nation is in mourning after yet another senseless and tragic mass shooting today. Jill and I are praying for the Americans who've lost their lives, for those still in critical care and for the families, survivors and community members enduring shock and grief. I want to go now to NBC News Justice contributor Jonathan Deans. Jonathan, Tom just laid out why finding this suspect is so difficult. What do we know about the search? Enormous resources, hundreds of police officers, state, county, local, uh, joined by FBI agents, U.S. Marshals, ATF. There are bulletins to every uh, police department uh, along the East Coast, Amtrak, airports. Everyone is on the lookout for the suspected shooter who is now wanted for murder. As Tom was explaining, it is being treated as a homicide investigation at this time. No nexus to terrorism. They have aviation units in the air, searching the woods. Uh, they are uh, uh, searching, uh, executing search warrants, and they have uh, teams coming in from many neighboring states uh, to help in this search for that wanted suspect who's still on the loose at this hour. Jonathan Deans, thank you so much for this special coverage of the latest mass shooting in this country, this time in Lewiston, Maine. We will continue to cover this. That concludes the special report. More coverage ahead on our streaming channel, NBC News Now, and online at NBCNews.com. Also tonight on NBC Nightly News, I'm Kristen Welker. This has been an NBC News special report. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.